G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. You're listening to Real Faith, conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, our website is realfaith.org.au. Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au. Welcome back. I'm Eric Scadabo, and our guest today is Rosemary Burke. She's sharing about her battle with OCD. She's the author of the book, The Lava Tube, A Christian's Personal Journey with Obsessive-Compulsive Disorder. Before the break, we heard how her OCD became so unmanageable that she actually had to quit her job. Now we'll find out what happened next in her life. Oh, well, I, I curled up in a ball at, uh, at home trying to figure out what was going on with me, but I did go to the GP. And I walked in the door. He'd never seen me like this. I walked in the door and said, "Um, I've cracked up. I don't know what's going on. And he asked me to explain what had happened that day. And I went into a scenario of all the things that were bothering me in the school place. Um, One example might be um, that indicated to him that something was wrong with my anxiety levels was that... um, we uh, people with asthma, children with asthma, mm-hmm. use Ventolin puffers, yep. and we yep. we change them every now and again at the school to keep make sure they haven't expired. But it seemed to me that even though I had checked the expiry dates on the box of the Ventolin puffers, I hadn't opened up each box and checked the actual dispenser. Oh my goodness! And that was keeping me awake at night. So you when, told this to your doctor. Yes, and he responded. Uh, Rosemary, I think you have nervous exhaustion. Wow, yeah. Here are yeah. some medications to get you through the next few days. I want you to see a psychologist um, right away. I want to see you at the end of the week, and if in a few weeks that hasn't helped, I'll be sending you on to um, a psychiatrist for some further help. And I thought, wow, this is me. How can this be me? I'm I'm Rose, the, the faithful Christian person who's got her act together. But indeed, I hadn't. It can happen well, to anybody. Yeah, well, let's talk about what was the role your faith played in all mm, this. Mm, my faith was... And remained um, huge throughout this whole awful phase of my life. Mainly it was probably about two years with its intensity. Um, I always believed that um, God would be there for me, but I did believe I was letting him down a lot. So I needed to... um, So another thing to worry about. Yes, yes. Was uh, I good enough? Why had I failed? I'd let down my family. My Now all the school knew that I'd um, become sick because the it had been put in the school newsletter that I was stressed. So my um, confidentiality had also gone. So mm. there was no quiet place to have a breakdown and realise that that I can get sick just like anybody else. There mm. can be matters that are beyond my ability to control. And what was I going to do about that? So what helped? Uh, well, in the end, I did end up um, with a psychiatrist who's uh, been a friend for many years and, and still is and helped mm-hmm. me um, with um, some of the editing of the book. But what helped was a, a holistic approach. First of all, accepting that I was sick, that I did have OCD, and that helped me to be a lot more of accepting of a lot of other people or with um, mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that I needed to let the nursing go, which 
had huge consequences for the family. But that mm. was okay because I believed God would be working together to work things out, and I trusted him on that. Um, I tried medications. Uh, still am on those. Uh, that'll be a lifelong thing. It's mm. not for everybody. I, I had regular counselling and psychiatry assistance. I got information and self-educated, so I would mm. know more about what to expect, what other people were experiencing. And I kept in touch with my church community, uh, backed off a whole lot of commitments, but um, wherever I could find anything that sewed into my spiritual life, I'd marry that up with the rest of the things I was doing. What was helpful as far as your faith life? Yes, there would be. There were things when I I couldn't think straight enough because I was so unwell to to read a book or anything that was very deep. I would um, find maybe um, psalms or uh, photographs, verses, songs um, that would just bring peace to my heart when I was feeling very anxious. And I ended up making a little CD of favorite tracks, and I would play that, mm-hmm. or I'd go and have a, a quiet time in the bush, or or a coffee with Jesus or something like mm-hmm. that, just to help calm myself down. So you know God loves you. Yes, yes. And that's mm. got to bring great comfort. Mm. And he wants the best for you, but yet this irrational, could we call it irrational? Yes. Yeah. Extreme anxiety about these things kept on coming. Mm. So was it a spiritual answer was it a medical answer although it sounds like it was all yeah. the above mm, it was um it was a a combination of answers um people with a spiritual belief do often get on better um, with recovering from or learning to manage. Is that right? Um, Why is that? Yes, yes. it's because um, we uh, we have a more holistic approach to life. We often believe in a, a higher power. For me, mm-hmm. obviously, it's it's uh, Christianity. Mm-hmm. But it seems that yeah, people of faith do have a broader perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me... And how, I, is, how is that helpful? Oh, it's it means that um, there's someone out... Well, in Christianity, for me, that's the only one I can relate to. There's someone bigger, closer to me, closer than a breath that mm-hmm. that is... Um, so cheering me on. So your personal relationship with the Lord. Yes. Knowing yeah. he's in your corner. That's right. As you mentioned, cheering you on. Yes. That's really that's helpful. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if I have a challenging thought that's really bothering me. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I do you feel, do now? Yes. Well, I would. Uh, there are various methods called um, cognitive behavioral therapy. There are other Try things to use to words do. I can understand. Uh, <laughs> CBT. CBT. You might hear people saying that's my okay. CBT. Okay. But uh, yes, sure. What does it's, that mean? It's a little. Um, it's a little practice of how maybe I can distract myself from the worry that is bothering me by doing something else, by thinking about something else, mm-hmm. or um, turning on the radio, uh, changing my activity to distract myself from the bothering thought. And then I always remember that uh, Jesus is with me while I'm doing that little um, method of control. And most of the time these days, later on in the day, I'll forget what I was worried about in the first place. Oh, ideal. And uh, which is great. Absolutely so you're in a healthier great. place now. A much healthier place. And I, I do feel for a lot of Christians who um, may not know what's going on for them, and they may feel that they are letting God down, that they're not good enough for him. Mm. And this can be a really paralyzing and, and sad thing that they're going through. And nobody's um, let them know that um, for Christians, we're not immune to things going wrong in our lives. We and can get mental illnesses. That's right, yes. And there's something we can do about it but it can be a very distressing time. Okay. Somebody's listening today and saying, yes, I can identify with what you went through. I'm anxious about something. Even though I'm told things will be fine, I still feel anxious. It keeps on haunting mm. me. It keeps coming back, you know, like we, what we were talking about earlier. 
what should they do? Yes, well, I'd say go and see your doctor, a, a trusted doctor that you have. Your GP is a great mm-hmm. place to start because mm-hmm. they they know who you are. Um, if you don't have one, start to ask friends. Who's who's a GP that you've got that you trust? Um, you can go and talk to them and let them know um, how you're feeling, what's happening for you mm-hmm. as well. And you might have a, a, a group of um, Christian friends too that know you well. Um, and just be understanding that may, they may not be able to relate or understand what you're talking about because it can sound a little weird and out there mm. with OCD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe they ha- may have some good ideas too, but it's to um, stick to those who are really supportive and surround yourself with people who, who are going to um, track with you. And uh, even if your world gets smaller for a while, it can get bigger again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've just scratched the surface of a lot of, issues that are involved in overcoming obsessive compulsive disorder to find out more information obviously they can read your book and learn about your journey and what you've gone through yes that's right that's i guess um i had the option of um not writing about my story but i realized very early on that i a i wanted to keep a record of of what god had done through Mm -hmm. me through this process um so i could look back at how we'd got through together and also i thought I couldn't find a lot of information for Christians. When I would go to the Christian mm. bookshop, I couldn't find much on the shelf. Or there would be things that covered normal worries of life, normal anxiety. Mm. Yeah. And and that's great and that's fine. But there was nothing to the depth that I knew because of my own experience other people might need. Yeah, yeah. So the, my book is about um, my story rather than self-help because I'm, I'm not a professional. Yeah. Um, but just hopefully to break down some of those barriers so people will realize they can feel well, they can learn to manage this particular condition. There is hope. Absolutely. He wants the best for you. As you said, he's cheering for you. Yes. But you do need to get some help. Yes, that's right. If if those worries or concerns just won't go away and they're escalating. Now, you actually said you went to Thailand on holiday and were worrying about stuff. Yes, that's right. That's um, probably a couple of months before I actually had to leave the schoolwork. Um, There was a boy who'd run a a cross-country and he was tired and he didn't really want to go back to class after the big cross-country run. So he came to the sick bay. And uh, I said, well, you don't have a temperature. You've got your breathing back to normal and you're hungry and you're looking forward to the next activity um, with your lunch and time to go back to your classrooms. He said, oh, all right, off I go. So I put a note in his bag uh, saying that he'd attended sick bay and had felt a little unwell and he was back to normal. But unfortunately, as these obsessive thoughts started to creep into my mind, that letter didn't seem to be good enough. I started to worry maybe his mother wouldn't take the note out of the bag. It was the day before school holidays. Maybe they wouldn't get the note till the end of school holidays. And by then, maybe he may have developed a terrible disease. Oh, my goodness. Which meant that he would die and nobody would have known that they could have caught it early. Oh, wow. And so, and meanwhile, you're going on holiday in that's, Thailand. That's right, in Thailand. So I was at the shopping center. I was buying last-minute things to go on the big holiday with the family, and I was on the phone trying to ring his mother. And, of course, she wasn't home. She was at work. So, um, it Who got, is this lady? <laughs> yeah, who is this lady? What is she doing? So we went on our holiday to Thailand. But for me, I was distracted most of the time by worrying about this boy. So I would watch the Thai television, which is a bit hard because it's not in English, <laughs> and see if there are any... Looking for his picture to be on the to screen. To be on the L- screen. Literally. That's right, like CNN down the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, the ribbon that goes along says, you know, child dies of meningococcal disease because um, undiagnosed early because enough. Because of his nurse. Because of his nurse. So wow. um, That's when you know you have a problem. That's right. 
That's right. So thankful that you're in a much healthier place these days. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing your story with us today. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Our guest today has been Rosemary Burke. She's the author of the book, The Lava Tube, A Christian's Personal Journey with Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. For more information, the website is thelavatube.com. That's thelavatube.com. You've been listening to Real Faith. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a message through our website, realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au. 